It's fall practice time, and this is DogCast number 59. Parental guidance is suggested. Dog fans, it's episode number 59 of the Dogcast. Me and Old Dog breaking it down from the bunker underneath Sanford Stadium. Old Dog, fall ball is upon us, man. August 5th can't get here fast enough, buddy. Are you ready for some fall practices? Man, I was born ready and counting it down to August 5th. August 5th, man. Can hardly wait. Making it out of the doldrums. I'm telling you what, it's it's like we're running out the clock, man. It can't get here fast enough. Hey, did you notice, by the way, we got a game day countdown clock now. Courtesy of the MySpace page, we got a game day clock on the DogCast page now. Have you seen that? I have not. It's really cool, man. Really now, once cool. Once you put up that unflattering picture of me, I've kind of boycotted the site. Hey, come on, old dog. You know, no. I, I like the bracelets, dude. I thought that picture was hot. I thought you looked well, good in that picture. I just want everyone to know I've enhanced my breath since that picture. <laughs> you had a little, <laughs> you had a little breath. I'm coming, your... I'm coming pumped for this season. Okay, for everybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, that picture's going out to all the iPods this week. I got a picture of Old Dog from the Auburn game last year, and um, I just want everybody to know it. I'm, I'm posting it to everybody's iPod this week. So just look down at your screen right now. <laughs> And check out the glory of Old Dog at the Auburn game. Uh, Old Dog, I tell you what, man. You know I'm a Captain Morgan guy. And I, I know you drink a little Captain Morgan or so too. But right now, I got I got a little mojito, actually. You know, mojito is a good summertime drink. Uh, I got a little mojito working right now, man. I feel you. Because I'm talking from side to cup there. You, you hear the ice right there. Okay. All right. So we got a few things to cover tonight as we get ready for... Uh, fall practice. Um, first off, I want to talk about these. Uh, we were, you know, we were talking today, old dog, about how players are just getting more advanced now. You know, kids. You know, like look at LeBron James and, and going from straight from high school to NBA. You've got kids that come right out of high school and they're they're in a position to play. Um, they're stronger, they're faster. You know, I'm looking for big things out of my guy, Prince Miller, this sum- this fall. You know, I think Prince Miller is going to be a great player for the dogs, and he's going to be returning some punts for us this fall, but he's in line behind about six defensive backs, guys like Paul Oliver and those kind of guys, you know. But I want to talk about a redshirt freshman, Brian Evans. Do you know what Brian Evans did this week, man? He broke the strength record for defensive backs all time history at the University of Georgia. Now this kid's a redshirt freshman. I don't even know what he weighs, man, but he benched three hundred and ninety pounds. Holy cow. Three hundred and probably like a buck eighty or something. Yeah, he probably he weighs about a buck eighty. I mean he's got like a twenty eight inch waist, you know? And he can more than like me. More than doubled up. His, oh. his body weight. I'm 
telling you, man. I mean, you got guys like Asher Allen out there. Asher Allen and Prince Miller are making a huge amount of noise on campus right now. But this kid, Brian Evans, steps up and bench presses 390 pounds, man. Holy crap. Um, Thomas Brown, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Thomas Brown, 475-pound bench press. Holy cow. You got to give it to the strength coach over there, man. That is unreal. Joe Tereshinsky is working them in the weight room, baby. Working them in the weight room. You know, back in the Stone Age when I played high school football, you know, we were we were impressed with being able to bench two fifty. Oh, I know you had like the two fifty club. You know, you know these kids walk and these kids walk around with that under their arm now. I'm telling you, man. Holy you know, they're crap. They're down books weigh 250 pounds. I'm telling you, man. And it's Thomas, incredible. Thomas Brown, he's, you know, 475 yards bench press. and uh would be pounds, not yards. I'm telling you what, man. I'm telling you what. Thomas Brown, you know, he's not my favorite runner, and we've covered it before. He's not my favorite back of the committee, you know. But, um... He's on, you know, he was on pace last year to get 943 yards. He says his big deal this year is he wants to reach 1,000 yards. He he is, I mean, he's not guaranteeing it, but his goal for the year to be successful is 1,000 yards. You think Thomas Brown's got 1,000 yards in this season? Oh, I think all three of them do. Ooh. Ooh, old dog. You're calling out 3,000-yard rushers, man? Absolutely. Why oh. not? Oh, my god. Man, gosh. this preseason. Well, I'll tell you what, Thomas and Brown... Anything, and anything is possible. Thomas Brown says he's in the best shape of his life, dude, and he just benched 475 pounds. Well, he's probably stronger than he's ever been. How are you feeling about a stiff arm from Thomas Brown, man? If he Holy gives you cow. a stiff arm, by God, you're going to know you got stiff-armed. They may break your neck. I'm telling you, man. No doubt about it. Uh, speaking of which, okay, here's the thing. You know, we just came out of media days... Um, over in Hoover, Alabama. Uh, Media Days are over, and I've got a couple things to talk about with Media Days. Is that where they make the vacuum cleaners? Yeah, that is where they make the vacuum cleaners. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, listen. Uh, The story out right now, I don't know if you know or not, but Florida was picked to win the East over Georgia. Georgia's picked second in the East and third in the conference overall. Auburn is like the runaway winner as the uh, you know the runaway vote getter to win the SEC. They've yeah. got Florida and Auburn in the SEC championship game with us losing the East to Florida. Um you know, Florida has 15 senior they got 15 senior starters coming back. And your favorite guy, Urban Meyer, you know, went 9 and 3 last year in his first season. What 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 kind of masochist do you have to be to name your kid Urban? I, I mean, I I don't understand it. I mean, you know, his parents must have been, you know, like two of these folks taking LSD, living in some kind of commune, and thought, you know, wow, we'll name him Urban. Urban, dude. But I don't. If they were if they were hippies, you would think Urban would be like. Um... You know, like the, yeah, I mean, you you think they'd name him rural or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the opposite you know? of urban is what the hippies are all about. And he's too old to have like preppy parents. I could see like your mid '80s preppies going thinking urban was cool. You know, I mean, they probably had urban renewal in mind. But what kind of freaking name is urban? 
I don't. It, it, it's just, you know, I mean, what are people thinking? It's a damn gator that? name. That's what kind of name it is, freaking gator name. All right, so anyway, they got Florida picked to win the East. They only they got 49 votes. We got 42 votes. So we were right. We were close. We were, we were close to being the East projected winner, you know. But, um, I mean, this is, you know, these are media days. A lot of people vote here. It's 104 ballots. So you got, you got, you got some coaches and stuff in there. You got some uh, sports information guys, but you got a lot of press guys in there, too. Yeah, well, and, and I tell you, as much as I hate to say it, you know, until we step up and beat Florida, you know, what can you say? I hear, I tell you. Well, here's the thing I want to tell you out of media days. I want a quote from Thomas Flowers. He says, we just don't get the respect that we deserve sometimes. He goes, they give it to Florida all the time, and I'm trying to see what people see in Florida so much. But I'm not going to get caught up in that. We'll find out what happens when the season gets rolling. Because, you know, they're talking about 15 senior starters back in Urban Meyer's first season. They're talking about, that, you know, they're going to, Urban Meyer's going to score so many points. Florida's going to be this point-scoring machine. Did you see anything in the Georgia-Florida game last year that made you think Florida was going to be a point-scoring machine? No. No. no not at all. I saw us tripping over ourselves and uh, being intimidated. In fact, that's exactly right. In that game, we got off to a poor start, but they scored 14 points in the first quarter and didn't even get close to the rest of the damn game. Hell, in they fact, scored 14 points on their on the first two possessions. Exactly, and then that, that was it. We shut them down. You know, Martinez yeah. finally got to the stadium and uh, put in a scheme to shut them down. But the point is, you know, that spread option didn't do that well. I mean, they lost three games last year. And well, and they don't have an option quarterback. Exactly. Exactly. Nice segue, old dog, because that brings me to my next point. Well, this whole occasionally thing, a blind hog does find an acorn, you know. Exactly. Even a blind pig finds an acorn every once in a while. This whole thing about Florida and their tradition, okay, this is my rant for the night, okay? Well, now, now let's, let's preface this with knowing that they are an alcohol-free campus exactly. on game days. And let me tell you something. I did get independent confirmation and, from a Florida and you, grad. And if you believe that, <laughs> I've got a couple bridges out in Arizona I need to sell you. Listen, I do have independent corroboration from a Florida fan who says it is true that they have an open container, a no open container policy on the campus. But this same fan who shall go unnamed said that it is fairly easy to circumvent the open container with, shall we say, an opaque cup. You know, as long as you can't see through it and it's a cup, you know, and not just like a damn Budweiser bottle in your hand, you're pretty much okay. And that's straight from uh, Tailgate Central down in Gainesville. So, Well, I, I'll tell you this. You know, I mean, there's nothing that I hate worse than being treated like I'm stupid. And I think the, I think Clint Eastwood in the Outlaw Josie Wales probably summed it up best. And I'll throw this out to whoever is posting this kind of crap, uh, you know, about Florida being alcohol-free on uh, game days and stuff. Don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining. <laughs> I tell you, man, that's exactly right. It's exactly right. But here's the thing I want to talk about with Chris Leak and Urban Meyer and Florida and everything. Okay, do you remember, old dog, what Florida was like before they got Steve Spurrier? Absolutely. 
And you know, the series record, I don't know what the numbers on the series record are, but you know, we've given up, like, what, 13 out of 14 years to them, okay? We've yeah. lost 13 out of the last 14 years. That's a dismal record. There's no doubt about it. It, it is. keeps me awake a lot of nights, okay? But you and me both. Even still, having lost 13 out of the last 14 to these guys, the series record is still something like, you know, 45 and... 27 or something. I don't know what the series record is. I'm not no, looking it's a little it closer than that, but we do still hold the lead in the wins. Against we still them. hold the lead over these guys, okay? And, you know, that's because we freaking owned them for the entire series up till the age of Steve Spurrier. And There's since, no doubt about it. I mean, we would roll in. And, you know, Thomas Flowers does have a point. I mean, Florida, even back when we were beating them like a drum, always was highly touted. I mean, I remember when we rolled in, they were number one, number two, number five in the polls. We didn't have a chance, and we beat them. We beat them close. We beat them bad, but we beat them, and then Spurrier came along, and that changed everything, and we need to turn it around this year if we are going to compete in the SEC and in a national championship race. Absolutely. We definitely we need to get back on top of Florida. There's no doubt about it. We need to start beating them down like we've been doing to Tennessee over the year in and year out over the past five, six years, you know? But here's my problem with this whole I just want to get this off my chest because I'm pissed off about this. Urban Meyer and the you know, they had a front page article in the USA Today this week about how Florida's got this quarterback controversy. Chris Leak is a senior, and they got this guy named Tim Tebow or whatever. And they say, you know, they got a quarterback controversy down there, not a whole lot different than what we've got. They've got a hot freshman. They say he's the best quarterback that the state of Florida has ever produced out of high school. His name's Tim Tebow, and he's competing for a starting job, you know. And they're, you know, clearly Chris Leak's the starter, but Tebow's going to get some playing time and stuff. But my problem is this thing with Urban Meyer and the way he talks about Florida and Florida's traditions, you know? He's like, well, if you're at Florida, you're expected to win championships and stuff. That That's our history. That's our tradition, you know? And I'm telling you what, I beg to differ on that, okay? Well, what kind of history book is he reading? I don't know what kind of damn history book he's reading, but if you take out the Spurrier I mean, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from Spurrier. I hate Spurrier. I hope he slides under a gas truck this very night and spits his guts out of his mouth, okay? But other than that, Spurrier did well at Florida, there's no doubt. But apart from the Spurrier era, Florida hadn't been crap. Florida wasn't crap up until Spurrier, and they haven't really been that freaking great since Spurrier either. And this whole thing about, oh... Florida's got such great traditions, and they're such a perennial powerhouse, and all. That's just bullshit from top to bottom, man. And I just I don't have any time wannabe. for it. Yeah, they're a perennial freaking wannabe. Exactly. Take your nine and three last year and cram it up your butt, man. I'm just I'm freaking sick of that crap. I'm sick of Florida getting more credit than they deserve. They're not that damn good. They haven't ever been that damn good, and they're not going to no. be that damn good this year. They're not going to win the East. Er, and the I, best way for us to do it is to beat them down like a like a drum. Exactly. So anyway, that's my whole thing. I just want, I'm just sick of freaking Florida getting more respect than they've earned. They they Steve Spurrier's all they've ever had, and he's gone now, and it's back to business as usual for Florida. Nine and three. That's right. 
nine and three, nine and three, nine and three, eight and four. See you later, Gators. You know. So, um, what else you got? Have you got it? I mean, I've got a couple of things I want to talk about. Spurrier because Spurrier said some awesome things about the Gamecocks this week at uh, media days. So I've got to come back with that. Um, but um, why don't we take a break and? Um, I got a co- I got a song I'm gonna play here and another little summertime song, old dog. You're gonna love it. Um, All right, so, and then you're gonna come back with a little news out of Hoover. I'm gonna come back with a little, a little more news out of Hoover, and that'll be it for tonight. Okay. Okay. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Dog fans, we're back from the break. Just a couple more things in this show, and we're going to wrap it up. Uh, this will be the last show, guys, by the way, before fall practice starts, which that starts on uh, 
this coming Saturday on the 5th. For those of you who don't know, you can call us anytime at 706-534-1516, or you can email us here at the show at dogcast at gmail.com. Old Dog, we had a question from a listener this week, man, and this is your specialty, so I thought I'd give it to you. Here's the email from a listener, uh, Eric. He wants to know, has there been any talk in the past couple months about the quarterback's depth chart and if somebody's going to have to take a red shirt this year? And also you want to know about Sean Bailey taking a red shirt. And I know you're the man on the inside covering up the quarterback depth chart. So tell us about the movement on the quarterback depth chart in the past couple of months. Well, as far as I know, there has been none. We got one and we got three twos. You know, I don't think that's going to change any. And as far as a red shirt goes, I still think Matthew Stafford is probably going to end up red shirting. But, you know, I think that's going to play out in fall practice. But I think that's probably the way it's going to go down. And as far as Sean Bailey red shirting, you know, who cares? I was hoping he had graduated and moved on, but, uh, I guess we'll have to put up with some no-catching from him next year. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to continue to put up with him dropping the ball next year, you know? All right, old dog. Sean Bailey, non-factor. I mean, he really is a non-factor as far as receivers yeah, I mean, You know, if, if you want to worry about something, worry about the offensive line. You don't need to worry about receivers. Exactly. That's exactly right. And speaking of offensive line, I just want to tell you guys, I was walking around, I was in – I was up, you know, topside, like I like to call it, topside out of the bunker the other day walking around, and I'm telling you, I saw Breathing Kevin. the fresh air. Exactly. And I'm telling you, I saw Kevin Perez and Daniel Inman. I'm telling you, Kevin Perez is huge. If you saw pictures of Kevin Perez on signing day and the guy you see now, he looks like he ate that Kevin Perez on signing day, okay? The Kevin Perez is all right now ate the old Kevin Perez, okay? Well, I hope you went up and slapped Daniel Inman and told him to get his stuff together. I'm telling and you. And quit acting like an idiot that we need him. Well, you know. Did you do that? I'm telling I didn't slap Tell the fans you did it. Tell the fans you Tell the fans you manned up. I just I went up manned up on Dan Inman. I just <laughs> bitch slapped you right in the face and said, man, get your head out of your ass. There you go. And then so, what are you thinking? No, I'm telling you this, though. I mean, I think in seeing the way he's acting and seeing the kind of things he's saying, just, you know, in general conversation around town, I really think Dan Inman has taken to heart the two-game suspension. I think he's really trying to, you know, make make up for that transgression. I really think he's trying to do the right thing, and I think he's going to be a better player for the two-game suspension. I hate we're going to miss him against South Carolina, but I think we're going to get – he's really putting his heart into – he's really putting his heart into his off-season workouts right now, and I think he's going to be a much better player. So, I, I mean, I, I'm – Well, I've got, I've got to agree with you, and I hope so, because I'll tell you, that – you know, in, in looking at everything, that is probably the position that is going to make or break our season this year. I it's hear you. It's yeah. the line on offense. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're very thin there, you know, especially at tackle. And, uh, you know, we need every we need everyone to step up, and we don't need any stupidity. Absolutely. And I think we're going to get that. I mean, let me tell you something else. Uh, Momass. Looking really good right now. Asher Allen, Prince Miller, looking really good. Prince Miller is in the best shape of his life. They say he's going to be returning punts this fall. I can't wait to see it. Paul Oliver. You know, and, and there's something. You know, now if you're going to name a kid something, name him Prince. Hell name yeah. Name him King, not Urban. 
Prince. Exactly. Prince. What's with this urban? I mean, you know. I, you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, you know, that's showing some respect to your child. Here's the thing. On the quarterback side of the ball, let's talk about quarterbacks for a second. Some stuff I saw the other day. Joe Tereshinsky, he looks a little timid. I'm telling you. He, he's, he seems timid right now. And Joe Cox, I believe... If Matthew Stafford takes the red shirt like we think he's going to do, I think Joe Cox is definitely the most accurate and the most comfortable in the pocket as far as knowing the schemes, knowing who to check off to, knowing the audibles, knowing what to do at the line of scrimmage, and knowing what to do in the middle of the play. I think um, I think Joe Cox is in the lead right now. I really do. I think Joe Cox is going to be in good shape, man. I know he didn't have a great spring game, but I, I'm I'm looking for a lot out of him in fall camp. He's your, I mean, you know, I don't want to say he's my dark horse candidate to start, but I'm telling you, well, he's going to be okay. Gonna, someone's going to need to step up, but you know, again, I don't think whatever happens in uh, this fall practice, unless Tereshinsky just absolutely falls apart, that we're going to see anyone else starting in that first game but him. Absolutely. Well, and like I, you know, and like we said on the last show, it really doesn't matter. I mean, I could start against Western Kentucky and we'd win. You're right. You're right. And I mean, and, and that's that's exactly right. We've got a little bit of time to shake this thing out. We got the whole month of August, and we've got one game to shake this thing out. So, I mean, I totally, totally respect Coach Rick when it comes to quarterbacks. He knows what he's doing, and he's going to pick the best guy. Hell, I never even heard of David Green when he picked David Green, but you know what? He bought, he, Coach Rick taught me that he knows what he's doing, you know? So um, I want to finish up on one other note. That's the notes out of Athens. That's what we're seeing over at uh, Hooters. And uh, <laughs> we were drinking beer with Kevin Perez over at Hooters. Oh, wait a second. Kevin Perez is not old enough to drink beer. Anyway, forget I said that. I so, think he had ordered a Sprite. Yeah, it was Sprite. That's right, Sprite. Okay, Steve Spurrier, you know, he's my most hated person in college football. He's my most hated person in all of I sports. I think in all of mankind. I tell you what, I hate Spurrier more than anybody else in the world of sports, period, okay? And he I've already told you earlier Os- in the show. He what is I- the Osama Bin Laden of college football. <sighs> I tell you what, I can't hardly talk about it. But let me tell you this, as much as I hate him, you know, I do agree that he is effective. I mean, he earns my respect. You got to, you got to respect him. You got to respect him, dude. And I mean, the man, the man turned Duke into a winner. The guy is funny. I'm telling you, he's got this whole Matlock. He wants to be Bobby Bowden when he gets a little bit older. He wants to be the funny, jokey, old timey Southern lawyer Matlock type guy. You know what I mean? Let me tell you some of the stuff. Did you see what he said the other day at uh, Media Days over in Hoover, Alabama? I I did not. I missed that. Uh, Well, there were two big things I just want to tell people, because if you didn't see these quotes, they're awesome. Uh, In fact, Andy Johnson over at Athens Banner Herald said he looks like he should be on Last Comic Standing. Here's a quote from this guy. A reporter from Alabama stood up and said, what do you think about South Carolina's tradition, their football traditions? That's the question. Here's his answer, quote, 
Obviously, all of you know South Carolina's tradition. Our trophy case has got what? An Outback Bowl trophy in it? He goes, that's the biggest trophy. He goes, we, South Carolina won the ACC in 1969, but other than that, that's the only championship we won in over 100 years of football. We don't have any football tradition. Well, now, you know, I beg to differ because I think he has obviously not studied up and has forgotten about the season of destiny when they went to the Carquest Bowl. I'm telling you. Well, I would beg to differ. He says we don't have any football tradition. Well, really, you do have football tradition. It's and it ain't good. a losing tradition. <laughs> exactly. The chicken curse don't play, baby. It's a losing tradition. All right, so the other question is, they said, we've heard some reports that some of your players are whining about having to play 11 games in a row. Evidently, South Carolina's got the same kind of schedule we do, and they actually play five SEC teams in a row, five weeks in a row. Here's the quote from Coach Spurrier. I think it's easy to play 12 games. The Division A guys, when they go to the playoffs, they have to play 14 or 15, and it's no problem at all for them. He goes, I watched the girls, girls basketball. The girls Gamecocks just played four straight nights in the SEC tournament, and I don't hear them bitching and complaining too much. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it, dude. I'm telling you, I love it. I love that guy. Plus, he went on to take a couple of jabs. Wait a minute, did you just say you loved that guy? Let me rephrase. Oh, Lord. I know. I love how funny he can be in front of the press sometimes. I really do. I also hate how evil he can be in front of the press sometimes, too. Make no mistake. I'm telling you, he's public enemy number one, all right? I, I can't tell you how I really feel. I mean, well, actually, I can tell you. You know what we were saying about Lauren Smith? We called for Lauren Smith's assassination last year, and we took a lot of flight yeah. for that. I'm telling you what, I'm on record. If somebody, if, if Spurrier got into a drive-by shooting or something, it, I really, I would, I would not lose a minute's sleep about it. I would not lose a minute's sleep over it. So, Well, uh, I mean, if Spurrier were on fire, I would not expel any bodily fluids on him, that's for sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't piss in his ass if his guts were on fire. That's another way to say it. That's where we roll in the old, in the old South, baby. I hear you. So, anyway. And the man, and I tell you, too, he is, as much as we love the University of Georgia and the University of Georgia football, that's how much he hates it. Oh, I know. There's no doubt about it. He hates the University of Georgia because he knows what it was like to be a player there before and, the and Steve Trier coaching area. Because we stuffed him. Exactly. We stuffed him year after year after year after year. And he knows it, baby. So, anyway, that's it from Athens, guys. I just want to let you know, that's our last little show going into the uh, – Going into fall practice, we crank it up this Saturday in fall practice, and then after that, we're going to be bringing you reports from practice, from the field, um, all leading up to the big game, the Western Kentucky game. Check the website. Vote in the poll. Exactly, it's time to get serious, man. Playtime's over. It's football time, guys. It's uh, the long. That's right. Going to start. We're going to start letting you know who's doing well. You know who's moving up, who's moving back. Hopefully, no one will be moving back. But hopefully we've got a lot of people we can talk about stepping up and filling in and uh, really stepping up their play. Nobody covers the two-deep depth chart closer than the dog cast, guys. Everything you need to know, we'll tell you. If you don't hear from us, you don't need to know it, all right? So go and vote in our poll. Call us at 706-534-1516. Email us. 
you know, send, uh, if you like that picture of Old Dog, send him some love letters, man. I mean, you know, uh, if you send him a dollar, he'll send you a picture of him with topless. There so, you go. Now, didn't we have an audio comment? We did have an audio comment. That's coming right up, okay? So all right. I got, I got one audio like comment. We're going to wrap it up. Oh, I'm all excited, man. Audio comment coming up. I'm looking forward for a lot more drunk comments from students this year. I want at least one drunk comment per game. So, anyway, that's it from Athens, guys. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Tell your friends, dogcast.com, and uh, give them hell, dogs. If you would like to leave an audio comment for the Dog Nation podcast, just call 706-534-1516. Hey, guys. This is uh, Tracy from Smyrna calling about the uh, the poll and uh, where we get our information. I don't play this or not play this, but um, I'm personally an uh, information addict, so I cheat. I go everywhere. Uh search Google, I search Rivals, yes, they post the same shit over and over, and it's stuff we know. Um, just a little bit of advice, if you are going to like ask people whether they cheat on you guys or not, you might not want to spend the last however long part of your show talking about some soap opera that you and Old Dog watch, I don't know what the hell that is, but um, I don't know, why are y'all talking about soap operas? Anyway, HBO, hope you guys are doing well. Um, yes, get information from everywhere we can, or at least I do. So, but you guys are definitely my favorite. Um, you guys just don't provide the information. You talk about it, uh, you cuss about it, and we get to talk about it and cuss about it back to you. So, anyway, y'all take care. (laughs) 